you know, it's amazing that, like, when Kels isn't here, I can just stop recording and start again if I ruin my introduction, which I just did, so this is take two. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Becca, my pronouns are she, her, and my favorite episode of The Bad Batch is season one, episode one, Aftermath. The reason for this is because, like, well, for a lot of things, but one of them is literally because of the cafeteria scene. I love that scene so much. I will go back and try to find like a full clip of the entire cafeteria scene on YouTube. It's always split up for some unknown reason. I don't understand it, but I love it so much. I love that Omega stands up for them and they're like, who's this kid? But Wrecker's like, I am her biggest fan. And you could tell with Wrecker and Omega, especially in that scene, that they were going to be besties, that they were going to be the partners in crime, get in trouble. And I love that for them. Um, it is my all-time favorite episode of The Bad Batch, still, even after <laughs> that outpost, but we will, we will get into that. Um, I'm doing a solo episode, obviously, you don't hear Kels's wonderful voice on, uh, the other side of my computer screen, because they are going to be going to Celebration, which I am very jealous about. I am so pissed. But I'm so excited for all of my friends and mutuals going. I can't wait to live through all of you and, you know, wake up and see that, like, some of you have already done your panels or met Hayden or something. I am not setting alarms. I My sleep schedule is <sighs> not great. Um, anyways, so... Before I really get into the podcast, I do want to take a moment to recognize and mention the Unwhitewash the Bad Batch movement. Um, I oh, Ever since I talked about it, I remember which episode that we first brought it up, but ever since that episode, we have been putting it in the description of every single episode. So if you're if you've never heard of it, then please check it out. If you have not heard of this movement, please, please look it up and do your research on it. It is very important. Um, you can follow the, like, Twitter. I, I didn't know what word to use for a second. The Twitter account that is at, like, the forefront of this movement, which is at unwhitewashedtbb. You can also look at the hashtag unwhitewashedtbb hashtag on Twitter because I think it's very important and I wanted to bring that up before I started discussing the Bad Batch because it matters, it's important. Um, before I get into talking about the Bad Batch, which is going to be like the big chunk of this episode, I need to take a moment to talk about Bo-Katan and the Armorer. Now, I talked about them a little bit in the last episode, but um, in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, there was, there was, there was, there was more content. There was, okay, I just, first of all, before I even get into that, I, I want to say that Bo-Katan is, like, owning the season. Like, she, for me, she is what's making this season. No hate to Din. Love you, Din. Love you, Grogu. I just... Oh, I just love Bo-Katan so much. I love her so much. And I'm excited to see where her story goes because she's she has an arc right now. She's like... I, oh, I'm just so excited to see what she's going to do. And whatever she does, I'm going to support her. Like, I... Like, obviously, there are some things I'll be like, mm, no, bestie, that's not that's not a good look. But I love her very much. She's my wife. She's everything to me. Um, now, the armor and Bo-Katan. When the armor was asking her to take off her helmet, that whole scene, and maybe it's because I'm a delusional lesbian, I genuinely believe that they were going to kiss. I was really thinking, I'm like, are they about to kiss right now? She watched her slowly take off her helmet and was staring at her and then walked out with her while she had her helmet off, like, side by side. They should have been holding hands, but they weren't. And I think that's homophobic. Um, I just really needed to mention that. And also, I wanted to mention 
the worst theory I've ever seen, which is the sister theory. If you don't know what that is, people are thinking that the armorer is the is a third Kree's sister because Satine was all about politics and leadership and all that. And Bo-Katan was all about like really like the Mandalorian like warrior side. And so they were like, well, what if she, what if the armor represents the religious aspects of it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not everyone in Star Wars needs to be related. Not everyone in Star Wars needs to be related. And I just feel like it's such an overused trope, especially in Star Wars. It's happened too many times and I, I'm tired of, I'm tired of it. It's annoying. Um, that's the only thing Mandalorian wise I have to really tell you. Wait, no, I don't. I literally have more on my list. Never mind. Um, the fact that the armor is letting Bo kind of go do her thing and be a leader and bring Mandalorians and Mandalore together is because she sees that Bo, because Din, I think he's a leader when he needs to be, but I don't think he wants to be a leader. I, he, that's not really a thing that he wants, but he kind of has the dark saber, so like, he probably feels like he has to in some ways. But Bo-Katan is such a leader. I l but some people are thinking that the armor has an ulterior motive. And I'm like, oh, I, that would be cool. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope not. But then I, but then I was like, you know what? No. I support lesbian wrongs. The armor is a lesbian. And so is Bo-Katan. If you shipped in Bo-Katan, I mean, no hate to you. It's a valid ship because their sexualities are not confirmed but to me that is a gay man and a lesbian woman and nothing you say will ever change my mind um i really like that navarro has accepted the mandalorians because they helped free them from the pirates and i like that you know they went from living in the sewers to now living in the light and be basically they are probably going to be the protectors of navarro and I think that's really neat. And I think the Children of the Watch coming out into the light, though, it's going to put a lot of attention on them. And it might be unwanted or bad attention, but, like, they can't live in the shadows forever. They, that, that's not sustainable. But I'm curious to see what's gonna, like what the repercussions are going to be now that they're, you know, like, everyone knows that they're around. That, well, there's a huge group of Mandalorians on Navarro, like, and there's, they have houses and land and stuff. They're not living in the sewers. They didn't just pop out of nowhere like they did when they were rescuing Din from bounty hunters. Um, fucking Zeb. When I saw fucking, I saw him and I screamed. I was like, is that Zeb? It's, I watched this episode of the Mandalorian before the Bad Batch. I'm so glad I did because... I would not have been able to watch The Mandalorian after watching The Bad Batch, but when I saw Zeb, I screamed. But I'm like, where is Callus? What is Callus doing? Is he on Lyrason? And Zeb's just kind of, you know, he, you know, he's the, uh, he's the working husband, and Callus is the husband that he stays at home. Callus is the house husband, if you will. Um, I loved it. I thought of Ollie, <laughs> Ollie from Rupert's Pod Race when I saw Zeb and oh my god I hope we see more Zeb honestly the live action Zeb wasn't that bad but his, his claws his like hands were different and looking like zooming in on the nails is kind of weird for me but um the last the last like two things okay for Mandalorian and then we'll move on to the bad batch which is like the main portion like that that's 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 what I'm really focused on but Carson Teva, I believe, I am in love with him, kind of. I think he's a really interesting character, and to me, it feels like they're building him up to be more important when it comes to, um, like, Moff Gideon and remnants of the Empire being around in the New Republic, and that little, like, moment with Elijah Kane, she is literally... She is... <laughs> She is so terrible in the best way. But that moment was so interesting. And he was like, I 
do not trust you. And he's right to say that. <laughs> like, he has a right to be like, okay, but you were imperial. I kind of still don't trust you. Like, I understand it's an embassy program and, like, it's all about forgiveness. But I do understand for a lot of people, especially people that fought in the rebellion, like, how that would be hard for them to move on. But I also understand, like, in general, like, there were people in the empire who didn't want to be there, but they were. Or they were in it and they didn't realize what it was until they were too far in. And some of them were scared to get out. I mean, Callus got out. <laughs> but, um, so I think all of that's really interesting. Like, that whole storyline with the Moff Gideon thing. I swear to God, if I fucking see Thrawn, because I know he's going to be in the Ahsoka show and I'm so scared. Live action Thrawn could potentially be my arch nemesis. He could potentially be my arch nemesis. And my last thing I want to say about the Mandalorian. Where is Dr. Pershing? How is he doing? Because the last time we saw him, his mind was being fried. By the fucking mind flare. I hate that name. And I said it in the last episode with Kelsey. I'm saying it again. I hate that name. I hate it. It That's a silly, goofy name. Anyways, how is he doing? Do they realize, oh, his brain's fried. What do we do? What happened? Oh, you know, that off that officer guy. Oh, I left Bestie Kane in there alone. They're not going to... And you know what? They're not going to do put two and two together. Because if they did, this would end very quickly. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Leaving her in that room alone... No, why would they why would they ever do that and also like dr pershing was like i really don't want to do this like i really don't like he they forced him to do it without his consent the new republic they're trying to put on this like we're not the empire energy but like i mean they're not doing like bigger things that the empire did but like that stuff like that that's first of all that's mental torture before it even begins because he wasn't consenting to it that was crazy to me i'm like the new republic what are you doing no wonder the first order happened no wonder the first order rises like the am like and i'm going to talk about the amnesty program again the amnesty program is a good idea in theory but how do they actually weed out the moles because clearly they didn't <laughs> um I, I'm curious to see where this is going to go because, you know, with the Bad Batch and with the Mandalorian, we're seeing, like, all the cloning stuff and how it's all coming together to basically help explain the somehow Palpatine returned moment in the Rise of Skywalker, which is good. That's a good thing that they're arching that because I was, I was also like, how the heck did Palpatine return? We saw the Death Star <laughs> blow up. But I like that they're trying to answer those questions. I know some people are, you know, people who don't, especially don't like the sequels, they're like, oh, this is so dumb. I like it. I think it's interesting. I think the whole cloning aspect, like the Empire taking control of cloning, like, which we really see in the Bad Batch, is really interesting. Like, and they're building it up. And especially with the Mandalorian, like, they're complimenting each other. And I really like that. Um, anyways. Speaking of the Bad Batch. We're going to really get into the Bad Batch. And the first thing I want to do to kind of get into it is I'm going to rank the Bad Batch numbers. From favorite to least favorite. Now, please note, I love all of them. And I will, I'm also just going to make one statement. When I first started you know, liking the Bad Batch, like, as a group, Hunter was my favorite. And now I'm going to tell you, I already wrote them all down, but I'm going to give, I'll give some explanations, but the first one, if you know me, it's not a surprise, it's Crosshair. That doesn't mean I support what he's, like, all of his actions, I just think he has the most interesting character arc and the most interesting story in the series like I think he has the most interesting story and I just I he's just a silly little guy he's not he's done he's committed war crimes but he 
ugh, like, I just, I'm so scared for him, but I'm also, like, curious to see what's gonna happen with him now that Omega's with him on Mount Tantus. So I think that's gonna be really interesting. Um, for some reason, my brain is blanking on why I like Crosshair, but if you follow me on Twitter, you know I love Crosshair. You know he's my favorite. Um, and then number two is Tech. <laughs> don't say, you don't, you... I was about to say don't say anything, but I remember no one can respond to me. I'm talking to myself. Tech is my second favorite. Um, I really liked in season two that he got more characterization. Um, I just also really enjoy his personality and how he is about everything. And I love that, like, I know it's a part of his, like, genetic mutations, but he's so passionate about like knowledge like he he seems like the type that would sit in a library for hours just reading and reading and reading writing it all down recording everything like he would love the jedi archives tech would live in the jedi archives um echo i love echo i love his wine aunt energy I love his, like, he's, he, he's, he's the kind of guy where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Deadpan energy, resting bitch face energy. And I think one of the reasons I also relate to him is the physical disability aspect. We don't have, like, the same physical disabilities, obviously, but for some reason I just, like feel really connected to him and we see how he is like post um Skype minor um and you can tell he's like depressed <laughs> and so am I and the next one is Omega I love her I love that she loves to learn and she loves to listen to all of them and hear what they have to say and learn their skills and I'm still so curious. I want to learn more about her, like, genetic enhancements and stuff like that. I want to learn more about that. I really hope they, we learn more about that in season three, especially because she'll be with Nalase. So I'm hoping that we'll get more of that. Um, what was I going to say? I also love her development. Like, she has grown into a highly valued member of the batch um she like she's she literally like became a crosshair in a way because her like her like bow skills did a whole 360 like she is so good at it and i don't know i just i feel so bad for her though because she's really like she she's a child and she (laughs) the the garbage she had to deal with also, I didn't put a spoil. <laughs> I didn't put a spoiler warning for the bad batch. <laughs> so spoiler warning for season two of the bad batch. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And you might be going back. You can edit in. I don't know how to edit on this app. We just record it all the way through and hope for the best. Um, next is Wrecker. I love his energy, I love his vibes, I love his, like, he, his, like, inner child energy and how he really connects with Omega in that way, and I like that, unfortunately, we get to see a different side of him, which is when he's more depressed, that the circumstances are not good, and last but not least, his bestie Hunter, I don't hate Hunter. I, I love Hunter. You might be more back. How did Hunter go from number one to the bottom of the pyramid? Hunter is on the bottom of the pyramid this week. And I couldn't tell. I don't know. I, he just kind of annoys me sometimes, but I love him. Like, crosshair annoys me, but in, like, a different way. <laughs> um, anyways, thoughts on the season finale. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. So the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that 
attack was literally Canaaned. He was Canaaned. He became Canaan in that moment. Like the sa- like he literally did the same exact thing as Canaan. He sacrificed himself so that his family could get away. I I'm going to eat glass actually. I'm going to rip out a chunk of glass with my bare teeth and gnaw on it. It make the whole thing with tech literally like I was flabbergasted. I was sobbing. I was like this is bullshit. It cuz it is bullshit. I didn't understand why he had to die in the first place. What was the point in him dying? There was no point. There there was literally no reason for him to die. I don't I don't I don't know. I really don't like it. And I'm gonna, because this is a great, like, transition, too, because I'm gonna talk about these two things together. Saw Guerrera. I am sick and tired of the fucking Saw Guerrera hate. People are like, I'm blaming Saw Guerrera for Tech's death. And some people are like, when I watch Rogue One now, I'm gonna laugh when Saw dies. I'm like, that's really fucking weird, because Saw Guerrera was literally killed because of the Empire. And the Empire, because of what they did, they literally killed, like, so many people. Including Saw Gerrera. You think that's funny? That's weird. That's really... That's suspicious. That's weird. I... You're weirdos for that. You're weirdos for saying it. And I don't care. I will call it out. I made a TikTok about it already. And I made a tweet about it. I don't care. It's weird. Like, how was Saw Gerrera supposed to know that Tech was going to die? How was Saw Gerrera supposed to know that the Empire was going to deliberately shoot the track so that the little, like, rail car would detach. Like, how was he supposed to know that? He had his own mission. So we're like, well, he was being selfish. I'm like, the Batch were also being selfish. They were doing a mission for Crosshair. And yes, they started mentioning, like, the testing on clones and stuff to him. But were they going to rescue all of those clones on Mount Tantus or just Crosshair? (laughs) Like, like... Like, like maybe Echo, Echo probably would have been like, no, we, we have to like open up all these cells and somehow squeeze them all in on the Marauder. Echo would do that. He would probably call Rex in for backup after Rex's mission was over. But like the whole blaming Saw is annoying. Blame the Empire because they are the ones that kills, um, Tech. I was Saw Guerrero, which is true, but we're talking about, we're talking about the Bad Batch. Um. Like, the Saw hate is so annoying. I understand you're upset that Tech died because a lot of people love Tech. And especially with his development this season. I, I'm i mad too, but I'm not mad at Saw Gerrera. Saw didn't do anything wrong. Honestly, I even think the writers, why did they have to put Saw there? And I understand why they did because Saw was in it already. It makes sense. But like, they could have put anyone. And it had they had to use Saw. They had to use Saw when he's already like a debated, a big debated like topic in this fandom. Like he, people are very like on the fence about him. But like, I I need Stardust M on here to talk about um, Saw Gerrera because I know she would give more information than I could give because my memory is shot. Um, so we will do that sometime because I would love to. And maybe we'll just, honestly, I want to do a Rogue One episode. So Rogue One Saw Gerrera episode coming to a podcast streaming platform near you. Um, anyways, I was watching the finale and I was waiting for fucking Crosshair. I was like, where the fuck is Crosshair? They're going to rescue Crosshair, right? No, they fucking don't. <laughs> We get five seconds of Crosshair because he's having his fucking Sleeping Beauty moment. And Mike's like, Crosshair, oh my god. And the bitch is fucking sleeping. And fucking Emery is like, well, I told him. I would try to escape too. Are you are you kidding me? I would also try to escape. I would not want to stay there and be tested on and be tortured. <laughs> like... And you know what? What's em- Emery's story? Like, I we all know she's a mega sister, which wasn't surprising to me at all. I was not surprised about that. Most of us weren't. She sounds 
like Omega but grown up and their hair is part of the same which is probably what the animators were trying to be like look like make the connection um but like so far she's not she hasn't really done that much but Crosshair in Tipping Point he did um stun her instead of shoot her did he recognize that she's a clone or did she tell him off screen because he deliberately shot the troopers but stunned her so that's interesting and i'm like hmm scratch scratch what's going on there or is it just the writers being like we can't kill her she's important to the story i don't i I guess we'll see um another random note that i want to make krennic being at the summit was funny to me I couldn't tell you why. I just found it really amusing. I don't know. There's Dr. Hemlock, Tarkin, Krennic. (laughs) Young Krennic at that. Young Krennic at that. Like, he... Krennic? (laughs) I'm sorry if you're a Krennic enjoyer, but he kind of reminds me in some ways of of a pathetic man. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I wanted to talk more about fucking Dr. Hemlock in the finale well not in just in the fin- not just in the finale because he's barely in it but just in general i don't fucking like him he is so weird he has weird energy and i like we don't know much about his character yet but like he's literally testing on human beings and he does not care like he does not have a soul and, you know, they're all like, yeah, like, this Dr. Hemlock's a ghost. Like, he's a ghost. Like, we can't find much on him. I want to know more about him. Like, where the where, where the heck is he from? How did he get into this? How did he become this? You know, because I was thinking, like, all these Imperial, like, scientists, officers, workers, and that. Like, the ones who are, like, already, like, they have, like, an evil, shitty mindset. That's scary to think about because they were all, you know, in the clone, a lot of them obviously were in the clone wars, like for example, Tarkin, and they were already being fucking assholes. And now that the empire's here, they have a chance to be even bigger assholes. And I'm like, but like, there's way too many officers. How do they find, did the clone, like, did, were there really that many officers in the course? Or they just really had to quickly like, pull out some resumes of people they didn't pick and they're like, here, you need to be an admiral, you need to be a lieutenant, you need to, like, I just, did they really find people that quick? Because I know that they were working on War Mantle, which was, you know, having people volunteer instead of creating a clone army. But, like, as we see in season two they're still working on that how do they have that many imperial officers already is my question and maybe a lore master like chaco or element or fax guy is listening and they have the answers to that question you can tell me because i don't know and i'm not looking it up on wikipedia if i'm going on wikipedia it's because i'm going to be looking up stuff for my fanfics or if I saw something that someone said and I'm like, hold on, I have to look this up myself. Um, anyways, I also want to talk about Sid. I knew that Sid was going to betray the badge. It was obvious. It was blatantly obvious earlier in the season with the racing episode. It was blatantly obvious. I wasn't surprised, but she looks so upset about it. They probably like contact her and be like, Sid, hey, we're, we're coming. Like Omega, like Omega's hurt. And she, because you could tell she looked so guilty because Omega was hurt and the fact that Tech was dead. She looked guilty. So I have a feeling we might see her again in season three. She might, because she literally told Tech she owed him for winning the race. So is she gonna, like, you know, do that? Is she gonna do something that could help, potentially help them? Like, is she gonna be the one to find the intel at Mount Tantus? Who knows? It could be Rex, though. I'd rather it be Rex, but, like, I feel like with Sid, the betrayal, like, just the way she was acting, I just have a feeling that's not the last time we're gonna see her. Um, and I will also say I loved that Omega actually had emotions about Tex's death, as well as Wrecker. Wrecker, you can tell he has survivor's guilt, which, like, that's gonna 
hurt so bad. That is going to hurt so bad next season. Hunter doesn't have much emotion about it, and I absolutely hate it. I really hope the writers fix that, because I, I don't like that. Um, Echo, well, we know Echo, like, he... I don't blame Echo for not being super emotional because of everything that he went through. He's so traumatized. He probably went, like, you could tell Echo kind of looked, like, numb and just too depressed to, like, fully deal with it. Like, he looked at the pilot, his the empty pilot seat, and he was probably thinking of all the people that he's lost, of all the brothers that he has seen die. And I'm just, I really hope that, and then season three, they really dive into the grief because there's no way you can just kill off an important character and not properly show the grief. It's fucking ridiculous. And I'm going to go back to text death again before I move on and say that I, it, I wrote a fic about it, like from his perspective, like right before he dies. And I had to rewatch that scene. I was crying rewatching the scene and I cried when I wrote the fic. I even made a morning tech playlist. That's how mentally ill I am about this. Like I I just don't like that they built him up just to like quickly take him away. I understand why he did it. His sacrifice, like in general, with the situation that the writers gave us made sense, but as a whole I was like, it didn't need to happen. Um like, they have so many profound moments with him, especially with Omega, um, when she's asking him, like, why don't you care that Echo's gone, and, you know, he has this whole moment, like, that, and I know that moment meant a lot to a lot of people, like, it was representation for so many people, and they, like, as soon as we got more of that development with, you know, his neurodivergency, they take it away. I don't fucking like that. I really don't like that. I think it's annoying. I think it's cheap. And some people think that he's not dead and that he's going to be, quote, winter soldiered, unquote, which I don't know what that means because I'm not a Marvel stan. But a lot of people say he's going to be a cyborg or something. I'm like, and someone on Twitter said this, I would rather have tech be dead than to be experimented on so heavily like that. Oh my god, and... Echo saw that, 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 I, I would imagine that that would be really fucking triggering. The enemy is using your body for their needs and there's nothing you can do about it. No, fuck that. I don't like that at all. I don't like the idea of Tech losing his bodily autonomy, but everyone was like, well, the issue is, is that Tech's goggles are like, the way that they are in his helmet, you'd have to take off his helmet first to take off the goggles. And Dr. Hemlock only had the goggles. And someone else also mentioned that Tech was recording during that. And then when, because you could see, uh, someone said that the light was on. And, oh my god, you know what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking for it. Because I want to, I need to like talk about this properly. Um... So I'm going to click do that. I, I know where it is. I sent it in the group chat. Also, if you hear like a bunch of like little cracks, no cracking noises, there's a lot of wind where I am and I'm in the attic. So you literally hear absolutely everything. Um, I, I just, I just want to find, I just want to find this tweet. I know I sent it. I know I sent it. <gasps> Did I not send it? <laughs> Come on. okay. No, didn't find it. Oh my god, was it on TikTok? I'm gonna scream. No, I found it. I found it. Someone else sent it in the group chat. Okay. This person on Twitter, and I will give hold on, I wanna check her pronoun. There's no pronoun, so I will use they them because I don't know. Um they I'm gonna give them credit for this. It is life with underscore clones. And they said, I like to introduce to you Tech's recording light. It's on still and always when Hemlock throws the goggles to Hunter, they are not recording anymore. This is the proof that they'll find out what really happened to him. 
He was re- fucking recording while- And I didn't even realize that. Until this person said this, Tech was fucking recording while he was falling to his death. And then the light was off. When Dr. Hemlock had obviously because the goggles were broken. What if they tinker with it? <laughs> they, like, he's gotta have all those files backed up onto something. Like, sent to something. Not just this, like, helmet, but, like, on the Marauder. That is something Tech would do. Mm, I hate that. I hate it so much. It's a detail that I wish I didn't know about. I wish I didn't see the tweet. It's the most terrible thing I've ever read in my life. I was like, I can't do this today, actually. I don't want to do this today. Um, Yeah, so, like, my overall thoughts on the finale, I know a lot of Bad Batch fans hated it. Rightfully so. Like, seeing Omega... Well, first of all, Crosshair is going to be so mad when he sees Omega there because he literally told them Plan 88 the Seeker, which is literally hide, bitch. Like, fucking hide. And they... What do they do? The exact opposite. The exact fucking opposite. They decide... Like, I... I'm glad in a way because I'm like, they finally care. They finally care about Crosshair. Well, they always did, but you know what I mean. They're like, it's the Crosshair's being a part of their story, which is what I, like, is like the most important thing to me because I wanted them all together again. (laughs) But Crosshair is going to be so fucking mad. They do the exact opposite of what he asked them to do and he's going to see Omega got captured. He literally said, don't come here. <laughs> Don't. You need to hide. I'm glad that they cared about him. And I'm so I, I'm so glad that Tech really advocated for them to at least give Crosshair a chance and a choice and to free him. Like, the fact that Tech was the one that advocated for it so much and Crosshair may never know that is my villain origin story. It really is. I absolutely despise it. And I can't believe that they did this to me and i also want to say stop giving dave filoni all the fucking credit for the bad batch if you like a plot it's probably not dave filoni it's probably jennifer corbett it is most likely jennifer corbett so stop saying dave filoni why you do stop giving the men all the fucking credit all the fucking time i'm sorry no i'm not sorry stop doing it the hat man doesn't need all the credit all the time it's I, I swear, like, <laughs> the Star Wars fandom is my villain origin story. <laughs> now, I, I want to talk about, like, my thoughts on this se- like on season two as a whole. Moving away from the finale, I could talk about the finale for hours. And I do want to talk about the Bad Batch and Mandalorian, like, all of this with Kels. So you're probably going to hear me saying the same shit again. But, um... So I do want to have that conversation with Kels because I love hearing what Kels has to say always and forever. Um, anyways, before I get into that, did your nose fucking run when it's cold? And I'm in the attic, so, like, I don't really get heat up here unless, like, I have my space heater on. I am- my nose is running so badly, it's ridiculous. And I hate it. And it's also, like, spring energy, but it's also, like- now like really cold and super super windy for no reason anyways um (laughs) the bad batch season two um so i do as always have notes and the first thing i'll talk about is the empire cloning seeing except seeing the fucking seeing zillow beast 2.0 made me so happy (laughs) i loved the zillow beast in the clone wars and i'm really glad that the Bad Batch like connected to that story because that story was just kind of like okay we don't know what else is gonna happen Palpatine wanted one of the Zillow Beast but now we're, we're learning a little bit more about it and that they wanted to use like the Zillow Beast like you know skin like as armor trying to clone that so that we could which would it's a brilliant idea I don't condone animal testing which is literally what that is like they're hurting that creature for their benefit but the empire the empire has done literally every crime ever like the the empire like has done literally every crime let's add animal cruelty to the list um 
but the like the that like I said earlier, the cloning storyline and connect in that connecting with the Mandalorian, I really like. It's really really interesting because it's going to answer such a huge question, but I'm also curious as like specifically with the cloning storyline in the Bad Batch, like how that's going to affect the two clones who are in the worst possible situation right now, which is Omega and Crosshair. And the cloning may not affect them at all. They might just, Crosshair will probably be tested on. But some people are like, well, maybe Crosshair won't be tested on anymore because Omega's there. Like, she'll always advocate for him. But what if she's not around all the time? Like, she might be put in a cell just just like him. They're like, oh, she'll be well taken care of. She'll be... Nalase is also in a cell. So it would make sense for... Omega to also be in a cell. She's not going to see Crosshair all the time. She's probably going to sneak around and try to see him. I know Omega. She will do it. And I I have so many questions for season three. And I, a lot of people are like, they haven't, they haven't given us a season three announcement. I'm like, how the finale ended? They have to give us a season three. First of all. Second of all, the bad, there's literally a Bad Batch panel at Celebration. Now, if I sound like, Boo Boo the Fool saying this later. You can quote me. You can call me out. You can call me a fool. You can call me silly. But I think there. I think. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just burped. Um, I think there should be a season three. But I think season three should potentially be the last season. I don't want them to drag this out. I really don't. Unless like what they do in season three like requires a fourth season okay but like I, it just it just feels like a season three ending would be good right now I, my mind might change but that's how i feel as of now without knowing much also hashtag on whitewash the bad batch for season three let, let let that be known and a lot of people are like well with the clone assassin and the clone conspiracy arc Crosshair might become one of one of them, and I'm like, he better not be. That's all I have to say about that. I generally would hate that so much. So much. And also, I want to mention another thing. It, just in general, why the fuck did they not show Crosshair getting his chip removed? They just had him say it, and Hunter said when, and Crosser said doesn't matter. Hunter said yes, and Crosser doesn't answer his question. And I know because I that a lot of people on TikTok have been saying that, you know, Crosser fans who think that his chip is still in are fools, and I get it. I'm a fool. I kind of think, like, it maybe his chip really was removed, or maybe it was damaged during that like, you know, heat moment when he got burned. Because Hunter looks at that and he's just like, okay, that's his chip getting removed, I guess. No, it wasn't, bitch. Because <laughs> he checks Crosshair's head. But literally, literally in the season one finale, we see Crosshair rubbing that same spot that he did it in episode, season one, episode one, af- aftermath. And it drives me insane. I'm insane. I need, like, visual confirmation about his chip. Like, the writer said, yeah, his chip was removed. I'm sorry, but that is such an important scene to just leave out and if his chip isn't or if his chip was removed i'm sorry but that i don't like that they didn't like visually show that they didn't make it 100 percent clear to the viewers i didn't like that anyways speaking of crosshair the outpost is my favorite episode uh in season two and i also love turning point but the outpost, the fucking ice vulture thing. I loved that parallel so much. And I love seeing how Crosshair went from saying like, oh, I would have left Echo for dead at the Citadel too, like whatever, to literally saving a regular clone, a reg, these clones that he has, you know, had distaste for pretty much his whole existence he saved and hearing like the first of all d bradley baker did such a good job with the voice acting i have to say that hearing crosshair's voice crack and like he's 
grateful, finally understanding that the Empire doesn't give a shit about him. I really think, and I'm not trying to sound like a crosshair apologist, I'm not a crosshair apologist, I promise you. I do think that, like, when he's been doing some of the things that he's done in the Empire that are obviously not good, that are literally war crimes, I think part of his brain just, like, switched off his, like, emotions and his, like, morals for that sort of thing. I do. I think he just wanted to be a soldier and this empire was the republic and became something else so for him it's like okay well i'll just stick around i guess i mean i know he had his chip first obviously but like at this point he's like holy crap they don't care about any of us clones at all and seeing what they did to crosshair mayday allowing them to go through all of that it's sh- because hunter literally told crosshair like the the empire's doing terrible things they are brutalizing like they are literally brutalizing people like ruining worlds all that crosshair's like okay well <laughs> i don't know what to tell you he's finally starting to understand that and with the hemlock situation he's starting to really and like with the you know the probe droid he's starting to finally understand Stand it. And I want to shake him in a fucking glass jar. Be like, what took you so long? You, mm, you, you, you little bitch. And some people, I saw some people saying that they're like, Crosshair's going to have his callous arc. And I'd be like, I would fucking love that. Because I love callous. I love his arc. His like, you know, becoming a rebel arc. I would love that. Um. I don't know that I'm scared for Crosshair still. I, I still think that he could die. <laughs> I don't want to manifest that, but I also believe that we don't manifest bad things. I don't believe in manifesting bad things. So, because I am depressed. So, if all my thoughts came to pass, my life would be very bad. <laughs> like, really bad. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm okay. I'm just, I just. <laughs> I have chronic pain, everyone, and long COVID. <laughs> I'm okay though. I promise. Don't, don't worry about my well-being. I'm okay. Um. Anyways, enough about Beck on her mental illnesses and health problems. Um. I. Ne- sorry, my brain just buffered for a moment. Um. Echo, leaving. Which was something that I knew was going to happen. And I was proud of him for doing it. But I also I felt bad for Omega. She was really upset and distraught over it. And, and you know, the fact that Omega was, like, trying to reach Echo and couldn't. And Tech was like, oh, yeah, he turned it off for a mission. That means that Tech has been talking to Echo on the comm or has been trying to. And that is everything to me. That is... I... I love them. I love them. I love Echo and Tech. They are best brothers. They they definitely... It seems like they definitely gravitated towards each other. And I love that. Because their banter in season one is everything. It's everything. Um, but I also really liked... what I mentioned this a little earlier. Tech explaining his thoughts on change and his perspective on Echo leaving and how... Like, he views it as it's part of life, and, like, I may not feel things the same as you do, but I still... Uh, No, I'm, I'm, like, getting that wrong. He doesn't express them the same way, but he still has those feelings. He just, for him, he's like, it's part of life. I just move on. Like, he, I think he misses, he missed Echo, though, but he's just like, there's not much I can do about it. Like, he literally said, like, Crosshair made his choice. There's not much I can do about it. But then, literally... In the finale, he was advocating to get Crosshair back. But also because they knew he was literally in the hands of a mad scientist. But, like, I just... I love that. And I love fucking tech so much. Anyways, I'm proud of Echo for being a part of the Clone Rebellion with Rex. And I'm glad that we got to see a little bit of that. But I I don't think that Echo's gonna go back with Rex. Or if he does, it's not gonna... It's gonna be for, like chunks of time but not right now with tech dead and omega and crosshair imprisoned like they're not gonna like echo's not gonna leave he's going to help them so 
that's that. And maybe Rex will help them next season. Or at least, like, help them with intel, like I said. So, we'll see. Um, Rio Chuchi. If I'm saying her name wrong, I'm sorry. My It's 11.41pm. And my brain's buffering. But I loved that she was the one to advocate for clone rights. And to help Rex with this clone rebellion. I thought that arc was very interesting and I like that she was that Omega was learning a lot about imperial politics specifically and how like the clones are treated in politics and I just I I love that Omega gets all of these teachable moments like she gets to learn from so many different kinds of she got to meet Bill Organa like are are you kidding I'm so excited to see what happens with Omega's character like, she's got so many experience, like, we're gonna talk about, like, the more neutral or positive experiences, not the bad ones. She has so many, po- like, experiences under her belt. And I'm so curious to see, like, what she's gonna do in the future, like, when she's older. Because I do think Omega is going to be the only remaining Bad Batch member. Obviously. Because of accelerated aging. But also... They might just rogue one them, so we'll see. I always, I me when I mean when I don't have anything else to say, we'll see. Um, I want to talk about Mako. You remember Mako? I don't remember what episode it was, but Mako, he was like the guy with the Ipsium mining. He was like the main boss, and he was really greedy, and he kept all like the money and food for himself, and like gave his workers the scraps. I don't like the ableism that came with him because he literally had you could. From what I remember, he had two very, like, distinct disabilities, which was, um, he's an amputee, and he had a cane. And they made him out to be this, like, greedy, gluttonous, lazy, terrible person. And I'm just saying that there are people out there who also think that about real disabled people in real life. I'm just saying, Star Wars has a tendency to not do disability correctly and if you want to learn more about that and disabled fans perspectives on that we have a disability pride month episode with a bunch of really cool people we talk about that so that's a little plug next i want to talk about tech and fee they deserve more time they deserve more development but you know i know that happens with ships where it's like it's starting and then all of a sudden it's taken away and you and the like the one who's remaining is like regrets things and that final scene with tech and fee where tech is like you could tell he was like um why is she still talking to me like i'm praying for a mission like what's she talking about he didn't understand like what she was implying and then i think he started to but he was like i i don't know what to do with this like he was looking around he like didn't want to talk and Again, a lot of people saw representation in that moment. And I saw people doing, like, threads about it. Like, analyzing his movements and how he was talking and everything. And I think that is so important. And also, like, I will say... Him being uncomfortable... Like, I don't think he was uncomfortable with the... I think he was uncomfortable with the conversation because he didn't know how to respond. How to react. Like, how do I respond to, to something like this? Um... And when she walks away, you can tell his eyes kind of soften. They look a little defeated. He was like, oh shit, I should have said something. That is such a mood. Just him feeling uncomfortable in a situation, not knowing what to say. And then Leonard being like, gosh darn it, I should have said that. But like, Tech not, like, Tech going from talking all the time to being like, like, why the fuck are you talking to me right now? is so me it's so me coded and i felt very seen in that scene and then they decided to canon him um next well i already talked i have crosshair and plan 88 next which i already talked about all i want to talk about the fucking theory about Pabu being on Scarif. i'm not going to talk about this into deep detail because i don't remember much about it haha <laughs> brain fog casual becca brain fog moment um, I'm just, all I'm going to say is that theory drives me insane and it makes me want to eat bricks. 
that makes me insane. That's all I'm going to say about that. I just added this like right before recording because I admittedly was looking for tech fix specifically sad ones I wanted to find a sad tech fic to read later probably not tonight because it's almost 12 no I'll probably go to bed at one <laughs> um I was looking for tech like a tech fic not like a YN fic but just like an angsty fic because I had a tech fic idea and I was like I want to look at angsty tech fic ideas because that's a that's a great idea for my mental illness and I somehow came across something that I it I tweeted about it okay on my stand twitter so if you don't follow me on my stand twitter you're really missing out on a good time at sapphic murko the word sapphic and then m-i-r-k-o and there you go that's me you can follow me and see my nonsense um I found out that I found I found, <laughs> I found a Hemlock X reader fic. And no hate to the person that wrote this. That's not why I'm mentioning this. It's just this the segue into how I found this out. Because I saw the tag. And it said, Royce Hemlock. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that Hemlock's first name is Royce. And I look it up. And it is. He does not look like a Royce. I can't believe I found out that Hemlock's name is Royce through AO3. I, you know what? I can believe it. <laughs> that is where I would find out. But he does not look like a Royce to me. I don't know what he looks like, but he's not a Royce. And I just wanted to mention that to anyone listening. Hemlock's first name is Royce. Royce Hemlock. So thank you to the AO3 fic writer who unknowingly brought that to my attention there's no hate to, i'm uh, hating on fic did i say reader fic did, or write i already forget fic writer i did not read the fic to the fic writer i'm not here although i would if i discussed it any longer i'd probably make my personal judgments on that but that's not what i'm doing here and no one send that person hate that is not why i'm talking about it so yeah um, so that's everything about the Bad Batch. The last thing I'm going to do to close this out, which is what Kelsey and I always do, is we do a quiz, which this one is, which Star Wars the Bad Batch character are you? And no, it is not the official Star Wars one. It is on you quiz, and it was made by Toof, T-O-O-F-P-I-C-K, Toofpick. I hope there's not a lot of questions. Is this, there's 11, that's good. Who's your favorite cl- clone that isn't the Bad Batch, clone or clones? So the first one is Rex slash Bly. Second one is Fives, Jesse, Hardcase, <laughs> Waxer and Boyle, Kicks and Gregor, Fox and Cody. Other won't affect the result. Obviously, Fives, Jesse, Hardcase because I love Hardcase. <laughs> I love Hardcase and Fives. I also love Rex, but I can't pick both. So we're gonna do that one. Favorite Star Wars movie? Oh wait, can you click multiple ones? No, you can't. So. I'm, un- I'm confused as to why it says favorite Star Wars movie, but like movies in parentheses. I don't get it. But Rogue One's my favorite. Oh my god, there's no way the Lego Holiday Special is on here. It's original trilogy, prequels, sequels, Rogue One, Solo, Clone Wars movie, and Lego Holiday Special. Rogue One. Always. Favorite Star Wars villain. Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Palps, George Lucas, Therapist, Kyle, Ren, in parentheses, wrong, other... I'm tempted to pick Kyle Ren because I don't like Kylo Ren or Kyle Ren. I don't like either of them. But George, George, I really hate Palpatine though. But George Lucas, mm, I'm going to go with Palpatine, but my second choice is George Lucas and my third choice is Kylo Ren. LGP, LGP, wow, LGBT. Star Wars ship. I'm sorry, but you have to pick one. Oh, wow. Cody Wan. Finn Poe, Ray Rose, Crosshair slash Anakin. That sapphic couple in The Rise of Skywalker. Anakin Rex. 
Han and Luke, Dim Luke and Obi Mall. Finpo. Finpo. Next question. <laughs> um, okay, so now I have to pick um, a female male ship. Jin and Cassian, Satine and Obi-Wan, Padme and Anakin, Han and Leia, Raylo, and in parentheses, derogatory. That's so real. No offense to Raylo. Well, no, no offense to Raylo shippers. I, I'm sorry, that was mean. I'm sorry. No hate to Raylo shippers. I, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> I, I kind of understand why people ship it though. If I'm, no hate to Raylo shippers because I know I'm mutuals with a couple of people that do ship Raylo. It's just not my thing, at all. At all, but respect to people in general. Because I don't want to. Because at first, I for a split second, I sounded like an asshole, and I don't want to sound like an asshole, because I'm not. I'm a good person. Okay. Anyways, Fenray and Ayla and Bly, um, Satine and Obi Wan, Jin and Cassian would be my second choice. Favorite color: blue, orange, black, red, green, purple, yellow. Other green, specifically forest green. But what does the I hate this question. I don't want to read it out loud. Hags Fart House. I think this person probably made this when they found out that, you know, that evil demon woman is a terrible person. The first, because the first question is, I'd rather KMS, thank you. The second, the first, did I say question? My brain fog is so bad right now. It gets worse as the night goes on. First option, I'd rather KMS, thank you. Second one is Heffa Lump. The third one is Griffin Gluck. The third one is Slithered Here from Eden. And the last one is Raven Mystique. Oh, my, what? I'm just going to pick I'd rather KMS, thank you. <laughs> Choose an animated movie. Oh boy. Tangled, Mulan, Cars, Shrek, How to Train Your Dragon, Big Hero, Big Hero 6, other. Tangled. Next question. Okay, this says last one, but it says 9 and 11, so we'll see. Last one, because I'm running out of thoughts. Pick an animal. Dog. Cat. Possum. Raccoon. Frog. Lion. Dinosaur. So, it's either between possum, raccoon, dinosaur, or cat. I'm picking possum. Haha, <laughs> JK, there's one more. Lyric question. Who cheered? I My brain's not working. This, There's only two options, and one of them is literally just lyrics from No Plan by Hosier. Is that how you pronounce him? His, his name? Hosier? And other. But the lyrics are, why would you make out of words a cage for your own bird when it sings so sweet? This screaming, heaving fuckery of the world is that what that says i guess i'll pick that instead of other because there's no there was no other lyric option let's see who i get <laughs> oh my god i got crosshair i got omega for this like the official star wars website one this one says gay gay homophobic gay girl show emotions i swear it's fine you're a human i do show emotions i am the most emotional person i know no, that's not true. I know a lot of emotional people because a lot of my friends are mentally ill. How's the abandonment issues going? Shut up. Also, you're so sexy. Ha, huh? let's go to therapy together. Dramatic for no reason. Neurodivergent and a minor. I'm not a minor. I am 24 years old. As of now. War criminal. Rightfully so. My little meow meow. I am not a war criminal. I would never go to war. I, The US military would not take me. They would not want me. Um, but the picture is like, how do I describe it? You know, like before they animate and it's like the little stills, but it's like partially animated, but it's really bad. It's that of Crosshair and he looks like Count Dooku. Um, and his mouth looks really ugly and his eyebrows look really, he looks really ugly. He looks really bad. He looks more like Mike Pence here than he does when he's fully animated. And that's saying something because he kind of... 
He doesn't look exactly like Mike Pence, but he looks like he a failed clone of Mike Pence, if that makes any sense at all. Um, yeah, so that's it. My throat is fucking killing me. I, I curse a lot in this episode, and now my, my voice is- I'm not joking. This is how my voice is starting to sound after talking that long. I will need throat coat tea tomorrow morning. I'm going to eat like five throat drops. So thank you so much for listening. I'm really trying to make my voice sound normal, but it really, really hurts. <laughs> this I this is what happens when you have a chronic sore throat. Um, thank you for listening about my rambles about Mandalorian Bad Batch. Um, I really appreciate it. I miss Kels. I love doing podcasts with Kels. Like sometimes I feel bad doing solo episodes without Kels, but I know Kels is has done a solo episode and they are planning a High Republic episode at some point. There's a fucking fly on my laptop. This fly is driving me insane. I've been thinking I've been hallucinating because it's been flying around, but no, it's real. Uh, it's on my fuck. It's on my computer. Oh, it just fell. Did it fall into my laptop? Oh my god. I will literally lose it. I really hope it didn't just fall into my laptop. I'll hate life. Anyways. <laughs> you can follow the queer ascendancy on tiktok at the queer ascendancy and twitter at queer ascendancy you should honestly we need more people to follow us on twitter because we're more active on twitter than we are on tiktok um and all of kelsa's social media will be in the description you can follow me on instagram at um rebecca shea that's r-e-b-e-c-k-a-h-s-h-a-y-e you can follow me on TikTok at Becca Shea, which is just Rebecca, but Becca. And if you would like to follow me on my stan Twitter, which I don't put in the description, just because I don't feel like it. Again, I already said it in the episode, but you can follow me at Sapphic Mirko, which is the word Sapphic and then M-I-R-K-O. That is my stan Twitter account. It's multi-fandom, Star Wars, anime, animation. A bunch of literally every little thing that I like is on there but um, right now it's a lot of Star Wars it will be a lot of Owl House because the show is ending um, yeah and that's it I really wish Kelsey and I had like a sign like signing out line um, so I won't say I, I can't I will say this plan 99 <laughs>